đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you Welcome to week episode of Team Cat Home My Radio today. Happy Monday, everyone. Hope you guys are having a great day. And our radio show, I'm starting off a little bit late because I got I got stuff I gotta do. But let's get right into it. So, China censors online chatters after anti-Xi Jinping protests. Hong Kong media muted. Hong Kong media has remained largely muted on a rare protest in Beijing that called for that called for the ousting of Chinese leader Xi Jinping ahead of the historic 20th Communist Party Congress. The meeting, a once-in-every-five-years event, is set to begin on Sunday and will likely to see Xi secure an unprecedented third term. On Thursday, reports emerged on the mainland that two banners have been draped across Xi Tong's bridge and overpass in the capital's Haiding district. One of the banners, according to non-line images, calling people to go on strike to oust the dictator, traitor Xi Jinping. Another banner, banner meanwhile, listed a range of grievances, including some against the country's stringent COVID-19 restrictions. We want food, not PCR tests. We want freedom, not lockdown. We want respect, not lies. We want reforms, not cultural revolution. We want a vote, not a leader. We want to be citizens, not slaves. It's actually pretty good, what they said. International outlets such as Bloomberg, Reuters, and the Wall Street Journal reported on the incident. While it appears as a top story on the BBC website, it also covered by Taiwanese media and independent out platforms such as Enidium. The protest was ignored by mainstream Hong Kong outlet. Independent meat online outlet Renews shared the news. While Hong Kong One initially reported on the protest, but later removed the article. It was said to be found in in Google's cache and an archive website, Wayback Machine. The balance was removed quickly on the same day, but photos was already being widely shared by by citizens. Chinese authorities, however, were swift to take down social media posts related to the incident, including those keywords such as Haidian, Xitong, Xitong Bridge, and even Beijing. There were also police presence near the overpass afterward. U.S.-based Chinese writer Fang Ximin said on Twitter that a person was, who allegedly hung the banners was a name called Peng Li, Peng Li Fa, who calls himself Peng Jai Zhou online. Fang claimed that Peng left comments on his previous post before the protest. He shared similar content about, pro, about protesting on the Research, Research Gate website. The cut has now been deleted, Fang said. Fang also posted pictures saying the bridge and be the bridges in Beijing were now guarded. If someone displays a a slogan on a building, doesn't mean all buildings in Beijing also needs to be guarded, the writer asked. Following the censorship, people used another hashtag, I saw it, to communicate on China's Twitter like Weibo platform. 
but those were also removed, with some reporting that their account was permanently blocked. When searching for for the I, hashtag I saw, I saw a hashtag on Weibo, the platform saw a message that read, according to the relevant laws and regulations, the topic page cannot be displayed. Others, meanwhile, took to Twitter, saying the person who hung the banners was brave. I know he was brave. Activist Wang, da Activist Wang Dang, who was a student leader during the 1989 TM movement, was among those who praised Pang. The exile distance called him the new tank man, in reference to a famous picture of a man standing in front of military tanks at Tiananmen Square following the blade crackdown. Hours after Thursday's protest images went viral, state media commentator Hu Shijian said, said on Twitter that citizens support the country's leadership. China's political stability is solid because the country is developing very well in general, and vast majority of people support the C CPC leadership, hoping for stability and opposing upheaval. He did not make reference to the demonstration. Meanwhile, Hong Kong police shared photos of special forces across social media, including shots of counter-terrorism response unit patrolling Hong Kong streets and important buildings ahead of China's party congress. It said it was safeguard it would safeguard national security by safeguarding the South Gate, referring to Hong Kong being part referring to Hong Kong being southern China. I wonder I wonder why they're saying that anyway. I don't know if they're trying to I don't know if they're trying to, you know, appease, you know, appease the government or some sort. Because that's what they're, that's what they're doing. You know, because if you expect me to start supporting the Communist Party on their own, I feel like the Chinese people, no, I don't feel it. I know that the Chinese people do not like the Communist Party. If you're saying that, if we say that all Chinese people are communism, the truth is not there. Because... Because they're brainwashed, so that's why if you had to you had to unbrainwash them to make it work. Move on to Hong Kong. Speak of Hong Kong, Hong Kong's labor union says Hong, says forty dollars minimum wage insufficient. Proposed to increase to forty six dollars. A Hong Kong labor union said the. Then I went down too far. A Hong Kong labor union said the said the report. Poorly proposed increase of the city's minimum wage to forty dollars is sufficient in protecting life, protecting the livelihoods of the grassroots, suggesting a wage of forty-six dollars instead. The Federation of Hong Kong and Kowloon Labor Union said in a press statement on Friday that around fourteen thousand people currently earn the minimum wage. Most of them are cleaners and security guards who deserve respect as workers on the front line of the COVID nineteen epidemic. The Hong Kong Federation, the, the Hong Kong and Kowloon Federation Labor Union, believes that the minimum wage, the minimum wage, should be should be increased to not less than forty six dollars, which is reasonable wage level for grassroots employees that will allow them to afford their basic, their daily basic living expenses. The statement read. As the winner of the Nobel Peace and economics last year has proved, increasing the minimum wage does not reduce employment. It continues. Local media online report that on Thursday that the minimum wage commission has reached a consensus of raising the current minimum wage of thirty-seven dollars and fifty cents 
to $40, an increase of around 6.7%. After being approved by the Executive Council, the hike is expected to come into force in May. I think it's next year. The city's minimum wage has remained frozen since 2019. Authorities did not adjust the minimum wage during the most recent review in 2021, citing the poor economic outlook. NGO's Oxfam said last week that the pandemic has worsened Hong Kong's wealth gap, with the city's poorest household making 47 times less than its riches. The gap has reached a tipping point, according to the Oxfam Director General Kalina Dung. Anthony Yao, the chairperson of the Rights and Benefits Committee of the Pro Beijing Hong pro-Beijing party Hong Kong Federation of Trade Unions, Tong Gofi pressed that the increase of minimum wage to $40 was only just able to catch up with inflationary pressures. The Hong Kong FTU cannot do anything but accept this increase, Yao said, and that the scale of the hike was minimal given the wage has not changed since 2019. He had that the monthly subsidies for a four-person family under the comprehensive social security assistance, the government welfare scheme would be higher than the earnings of a of a family working on a minimum wage of forty dollars. It seems the government view is that is that one can be can have a better life on government subsidies than going out to work. He said. He said that the party had the party hoped. Authorities would review the minimum wage every year instead of every two years. The Minimum Wage Commission, whose recommendations inform, inform minimum wage adjustments, is tasked with submitting a report to the government by the end of October, ahead of a review following, following, the following year. In the past, the revised minimum wage has come into effect on May 1st, according to its website. The Commission aims to maintain an, appro- a, an appropriate balance between forestalling excessive low ages and minimizing the, low, the loss of low-paid jobs, as well as sustaining Hong Kong's competitiveness. I don't know why increasing it, I don't know why the government not increasing it can hurt someone. I don't get it. How can it hurt, how can it, how can it hurt anything anyway by just raising it for only a couple percent? No abuse in citing national security when rejecting Hong Kong's residency applications, says the Taiwan government agency. Taiwan did not arbitrarily cite national security in rejecting applications for residency filed by immigrants from Hong Kong, a Taiwanese government agency has said. Online articles claiming that the government of the Southern Island has raised the threshold for Hong Kong people to settle where bias and false were bias and false, the Bing on Affairs Council said in a Facebook post on Thursday evening. The administrative agency responsible for handling Koshay's affair denied that immigration authorities had abused national security policy in refusing to grant Hong Kongers residency permit. The council pointed to chaotic situations surrounding residency applications from Hong Kong and Macau's residents in recent years, saying that some immigration companies showed traces of fake operations in a case cited by an agency when applicants submitted false business contracts and receipts while some withdrew their investments shortly after the residency was granted or would turn back to Hong Kong. Therefore, in order to resolve the chaos, relevant authorities stepped up, stepped up their examinations in accordance with regulations which did not aim to increase the threshold, the council wrote. They added that the authorities would release a list of unscrupulous businessmen in the, in the Im- immigration industries at the appropriate time. 
The council's remark came around a week after Hong Kong's newspaper Ming Pao reported that the Taiwanese authorities rejected at least 70 administrative appeals concerning Hong Kong's applications for residency and permanent and permanent residency over the past two years. Records from the executive UN show. Some appeals revealed that the National Immigration Agency and the Mainland Affairs Council have questioned applicants who are or were employed in public hospitals, universities at Cathay Pacific, and Maxim's ca uh, Caterers. They reportedly brought risk of jeopardizing national interests, public security, public order, or engaged in terrorist activities. The council told Ming Pao that the ratio of Hong Kong applicants who did not pass the screening was extremely low, and that national security was not was not the only reason for rejection. Hong Kong saw a max and exodus of residents, especially families and young individuals, since the Beijing's imposed national security law came into force in, two, in June 2020. The legislation enacted in the aftermath, in the aftermath of, 2019, of the 2019 anti-extradition bill protest criminalizes subversion, sessions, collusion of foreign forces, and terrorist acts, which are broadly defined to dis include disruptions to transport and our infrastructures. The move gave police sweeping new powers, alarming Democrats, civil society groups, and trade, partner and trade partners. As such, laws are used broadly to silence and punish dissidents in China. However, like they all, the authorities always said, the authorities said it stored, restored stability and peace to the city. There have also been growing numbers of Hong Kongers gaining permanent residence, residency over the past three years. Figures from the council showed that 1,474 Hong Kong people became permanent registered residents in 2019. The number increased to 1,576 in 2020 and rose further to 1,685 last year. In 2019, a total of 5,858 5, Hong Kongers obtained a permit to reside in, China, in Taiwan, according to figures from the Mainland Affairs Council. The number increased by more than 45% in 2020, when 10,813 10, people from Hong Kong gained residency. In 2021, the figure rose to 11,173. The council made on Thursday that the authorities did not fully state why the permit application was refused. It urged the agency to, to clearly disclose the reason for rejections to prevent misunderstanding brought about by some applicants who deliberately take things out of context, administrative agency said. All applications were handled in accordance with law. We stepped up the examination of case including factors linked to mainland China, but there was no abuse of national security grounds for rejection and rejecting applications to Facebook post read. The council went on to say that Taiwanese that the Taiwanese government supported determination of Hong Kongers in fighting for freedom and democracy there were also growing numbers of Hong Kongers who became residents and obtained a permanent residence permit in the last three years, it said. I'm hoping they can try to fix this problem. But to be honest with you, they, they should fix it and no matter what it is, hopefully these Hong Kongers can stay in Taiwan. China's 20th Party Congress, how civil society collapsed under Xi Jinping. Hong Kong rights activist Charles remembers a time when civil society civil society was blossoming in China. He could dedicate his time in improving the lives of people struggling in blue in blue collar jobs. Now ten years into Xi Jinping, into Chinese leader Xi Jinping's rule, community organizations such as Charles had has been dismantled and hopes of a rebirth crushed. 
Charles have fled China, and several of the, his activist his activist friends are in jail. After twenty fifteen, the whole of civil society began to collapse and became fragmented. He told AFP using a pseudonym for safety reasons. She on the brink of securing a short term at the apex at the apex of the world populous country has overseen a decades in which civil society movements and emergence independent media and academic freedom has been all has been all but destroyed. As she sought to eliminate any threats to the Communist Party, many non-governmental organization workers, rights org, and activists were threatening, were threatened, jailed, or exiled. AP interviewed eight Chinese activists and intellectuals who described the collapse of civil societies under Xi, though a few remained determined to keep working despite the risk. Some faced harassments from security officers who summoned them weekly for questioning, while some while others cannot publish under their own names. Many my colleagues and I frequently experienced interrogations lasting over twenty four hours, and LGBTQ rights NGO workers told AFP on the conditions of anonymity, adding that psychological trauma from repeat from repeated questioning has compounded his woes. We became more and more incapable, regardless of whether it is from a financial or an operational perspective. On a personal level, the collapse of China's civil society has been has been a long process riddled with obstacles for activists. In 2015, more than 300 lawyers and rights defenders were arrested in a in a sweep named the 709 crackdown after its after the date it was launched, July 9th. Many lawyers remained behind bars under surveillance for years, while others were disbarred according to rights groups. Another watershed moment was in adoptions in 2019 of the so-called foreign NGO laws, which imposed restrictions and gave police wide-ranging powers over overseas NGOs operating in this country. In 2014, we could unfurl protest banners, conduct scientific field work, and collaborate with foreign with Chinese media to expose environmental abuses. An environmental NGO worker told AFP on conditions of anonymity for fear of reprisals. Now we must do, now we must report to the police before we do anything. Each project must be in cooperation with a government department that feels more like a supervisory committee. Today's landscape is marked is marked is marked uh, is markedly different from even a few years ago, when civil society groups were able to cooperate in the relatively permissive climate that started under previous Chinese leader Hu Jintao. It's not like Hu Jintao is better anyway. There's, there's no such thing as a good leader. Unless talk about Hu Yabang or Zhao Ziyang. At university, several LGBTQ and gender-focused groups sprung up around 2015, said Carl, an LGBTQ youth group member, although he felt a tightening pressure. By 2018, the government's zero tolerance of activism came to a head with authorities suppressing a budding Me Too, hashtag Me Too feminist movement and arresting dozens of students activists. Activists quietly permitted, quietly permitted before were banned, while ideological work like political education class ramped up, said Carl. In July 2022, in July 2022, Beijing's prestigious Tsinghua University handed two students official warnings for disputing rainbow flags, while dozens of LGBTQ students' groups' social media pages were blocked.
another hairbinger of regressions was it was a 2013 interpari communique that banned it advocating that was described as Western liberal values such as constitutional democracy and press freedom, even though that's on the frickin' constitution for goodness sake. It treat these ideolog- ideologies as host- hostile, whereas in the t- 1980s, we could discuss them and publish books about them, said Gao Yu, a Beijing-based Beijing independent journalist who was either in prison or under house arrest between 2014 and 2020, and 2020 for, le- for allegedly leaking, document, leaking the documents. In a normal society, intellectuals can't question the government mistakes. Otherwise, it isn't... It isn't Otherwise, isn't this the same as in the Mao era? He referred referring to a Chinese to the com, China, uh, communist China's founder Mao Zedong. Now, seventy-eight year old Gao endures social media surveillance, has virtually no income, and is blocked from overseas calls or gathering with friends. We're all like grain of corn ground up by by a by the village milestone. She said, replacing Gao and her peers were celebrity academics who parrot hawkish nationalist, national, um, nationalist ideology, while others have been forced out of their positions or their classroom surveillance from students. A kind of tattletale culture has flourished in China's intellectual realm over the past decades, said um, Wu Qiang, a former Tsinghua political science professor and a party critic. Students have become censors reviewing their professors every sentence instead of learning through mutual discussions. Faced with an increasingly harsh climate, many activists had either fled China or put their work on hold. Only a handful perse- persevere, despite growing hostility, including, including online bullying. Perhaps right now, we are at, at the bottom of a valley, but people are still tirelessly speaking out, said Feng Yuan a f- founder of the general rights group Equity. For others like the environmental organizational worker, it is, unwinnab- it is an unwinnable war against nationalist trolls who claim all NGOs, staff, are anti-China and brainwashed by the West. It makes me feel like all my efforts have been wasted, they said. Charles France, hashtag free to uh, me too movement, ha- hashtag me too advocate, Huang Shui Jian, and labor activists Wang Jianbin, uh, Wang Jianbing, have been detained without trial for for over a year on subversion charges. Even authorities viewed viewed the gatherings of young activists as a threat, and the threshold for persecution is getting lower. The government is not is now targeting individuals who do small scale, subtle, low key activism. He said, "They have they have made sure that there is." There is no new generations of activists. It's a growing threat that isn't actually a growing threat, according to me. Because it's, it's, every country has a right to a lot of protest. Well, some. China's 20th Party's Congress, as Xi Jinping prepared for a historic third term, he became supreme leader. Mostly, I'm also not himself. A look back at how he became leader. When Xi Jinping took power in 2012, some observers predict that he he would be the most liberal Communist Party leader in China's history, which turns out didn't happen. Based on his low-key profile, family backstory, and perhaps a degree of misguided hope, ten years later, these forecast lies in tatters. 
proving only how little was understood of the of the man who looks who looks set to become China's most powerful leader since Mao Zedong at a at a major party congress this month. She has shown himself to be ruthless in his ambition, intolerant of dissent, and a desire for control that has infiltrated almost every aspect of life in modern China. He has gone from being primarily known as the husband of a celebrity singer to someone who apparently who whose apparent charisma and apt and aptitude for for political storytelling has created a personality cult not seen since Mao's days. The colorful details of his early life has been rinsed and repackaged in the party's in the official party lore, but the man himself and what drives him remains somewhat more of an enigma. I dis I dispute the con- conventional views that Xi Jinping struggled with power for power's sakes. Alfred L. Chan, author of the of a book on Xi's life, told AP, I've suggested that he strives for power as an instrument to fulfill his vision. Another biographer, Adrian Gages, told AP that he that he did not think she w- was motivated by a desire for personal enrichment, despite international media. The investigations have have reviewed having reviewed his family's amassed wealth. That's not his interest, Gage says. He really has a vision about China. He wants to see China as the most powerful country in the world. Central to that to that vision, what she calls the Chinese dream or the great rejuvenation of the Chinese nation is the role of the Communist Party. She is a man is a man of faith. For him, God is the Communist Party wrote Carrie Brown, author of She, A Study in Power. The greatest mistake the rest of the world, the rest of the world makes about She is, is not to take this faith seriously. She might not seem a obvious candidate to become the ACCP diehard, though he grew up as a princeling or members of the party elite. His father, Xi Zhongshun, a revolutionary hero turned vice premier, whose strictness towards his family members was so serious that even those close to him believed it was born on on the inhumane, according to in according to the elder to the elder Xi's biographer, Joseph Turrigan. But when but Zhongshun was purged by Mao and targeted during the Cultural Revolution, Xi Jinping and his family were traumatized. Chen said Chen, his ties vanished overnight. And the, fam- and the family was sped up. One of his half-sisters is reported to have, have killed herself because of the persecution. She has said he was ostracized by his classmates. The experienced, the experienced political, science, political scientist David Sandbach suggested uh, contributed to a sense of, um, sense of emotional and psychological detachment and his anatomy, and anatomy from a very young age. At, eight, at just 15, she was ordered to the countryside in central China, where he spent years hauling grain and sleeping in cave homes. The intensity of the labor shocked me, he later said. He also t- took part in a struggle session in which he, didn't, he had to denounce his father. Even if you do not understand, you will force you to understand, he said, describing these sessions to a Washington Post report with a trace of bitterness in a 1992 interview. It makes you mature earlier. Biographer Chan said the experiences of his youth has given him toughness. He tends to go for bro- 
go for broke. He tends to use a two-fist approach when he when he approaches problems, but he also has a certain appreciation of the arbitrariness of power, and that and that's why he also emphasizes law-based governance. Nowadays, the the cave she sleeps in sleeping is a domestic tourist draw, used to emphasize traits such as his concern for China's poorest. When AFP visited in 2016. One local painted a picture of an almost legendary figure reading, reading books between breaks and hard labor, so one could see he was not—he was no common man. That does not seem to have—that does not seem—does not seem to have been obvious at the t- at the time at the time though. She himself said he was not even rated as high as as a woman when he when he arrived when he first arrived. His application for for the CCP membership was rejected multiple times because of the family stigma before it was finally accepted. Beginning as a village party boss in 1974, she climbed to the governorship of coastal Fujian province in 1999, then party chief of Zhejiang province in 2002, and eventually Shanghai in 2009. He was was working very systematically to get experiences by starting at a very low level in a village, then in a prefecture, and so on and so on, said biographer Gages. He and he and he was very clever by keeping a low profile. She's father was rehabilitated in the late nineteen seventies, following the death of Mao, massively boosting his boosting his son's standing. Following divorce from Xi's first wife, she married a super so a soprano, soprano, Peng Yiyuan in 1987. At the time, she was much better no, known than him. Even even so, his potential, his potential was not apparent to all, exemplified by comments made by his by his host on a trip to the U.S. in 1985. No one in fair in, in their right mind would ever think that that guy would stay in my house would become president. Eleanor no, Divorchak. Was quote as as saying years later in the New Yorker magazine, Chai Xia, a former a former high ranking high ranking CCP cadre, who now who now lives in the exile in the United States, believes she suffered from the infer, inferiority inferiority complex, knowing that he was he he is poorly educated in comparison with other top CCP leaders. As a result, he is thin skinned Stubborn and dictatorial, she wrote in a recent article in Foreign Affairs. But she has always regarded himself as an heir of the revolution, said Chan. In 2009, he was appointed to the Pearl Bar Standing Committee, the party's highest decision-making body. When he replaced Hu Jintao five years later, there was little in Xi's past administrative records that foreshadowed his actions once installed as leader. He has cracked down on civil society movements, independent media, and academic freedoms, overseeing alleged human rights abuses in the northwest Xinjiang region, and promoted a far aggressive foreign policy than his predecessor. In the absence of access to either Xi or any of his inner circle, scholars are left to survey his early writing and speeches for clues to his motivation. The absolute centrality of the party missions to make China a great country again is evident from Xi's earliest record statements, wrote Brown. She has harnessed 
that narrative of the ascendance ascendants China to great effect, using nationalism as a tool for his own and part legitimacy amongst the among the population. There is also evidence he fears that a grasp on power might decline. The fall of the Soviet Union and of socialism in Eastern Europe was a big shock, said Gages, adding she blames the collapse on the political opening up. So he decided that something like this shall not happen to China. That's why he wants strong leadership of the Communist Party with one strong leader. Yeah, one strong leader equals one last dict- one crazy dictatorship and megalomaniacs. I found out to be very crazy, actually. I think two more news on the first half, and then we'll move on to the second half. China's 20-part Congresses, Xi Jinping's hails restored order in Hong Kong as local offices, lawmakers echo address. Chinese leader Xi Jinping has hailed the restoration of order in Hong Kong following periods of turbulence, adding that the one-country-two-system framework must be adhered to over the long term to ensure prosperity. Addressing delegates gathering gathered at the opening of the 20th, 20th National Congress of the Communist Party of China in Beijing on Sunday morning, she says stability has been restored in Hong Kong under the leadership of the central government. In the face of turbulent developments in Hong Kong, the central government exercised overall jurisdiction over the special ministry region as prescribed by China's constitution and the basic law of the Hong Kong special ministry region, and ensured Hong Kong is administered by patriots, he said, adding that Hong Kong has gone from chaos to governance. She appeared to be referencing the 2019 pro-democracy protests and the ensuing, ensuing security law imposed by Beijing, which saw Democrats jailed or fleeing abroad. The one country, two systems framework that Hong Kong is governed under is a great innovation of socialism with Chinese characteristics, she added. It has proven to be the best institutional arrangement for ensuring sustained prosperity and stability in Hong Kong and Macau after the, after the return to the motherland. This policy must be adhered to over the long term. She addressed lasting almost two hours, kicked off China's twice-a-decade Communist Party Congress. The summit will wrap up next Saturday and is expected to hand Xi an unprecedented third five-year term as China's leader. I wonder how no one's sleeping over that. I wonder what happened to sleep? They can execute, I guess. He also said China would strive for peaceful unification with Taiwan, build the People's Liberation Army into a world-class military, and push back any bullying on the international stage. Self-governing Taiwan is seen as part of China by Beijing. If you're saying peaceful unification, they bring out guns, tanks, and bayonets. That's that's peace, right? During his visit to Hong Kong to mark the city's 25th anniversary of its return to China, she said he has been concerned about these cities during the during the five years since his his 2017 trip to the territory. Recently, Hong Kong has withstood serious tests and overcome risks and challenges one after another. Following the storms, Hong Kong was reborn, fully showing the strong fidelity re- uh, of the one country, two system framework, he said. Hong Kong government officials and lawmakers recapped Xi's speech and social media posts on Sunday echoing Xi's praises of the one country, two systems framework and ruled by 
Patriots, quote-unquote. Over the past five years, Hong Kong has experienced its most serious test since the handover, Chief Executive John Lee said on Facebook. But whether it's a social unrest in 2019 or the COVID-19 epidemic that lasted almost three years, this country is ultimately Hong Kong's biggest pillar of support. He added, We should learn from the spirit of the 20th National Congress. We should unite in our fights and struggles to better integrate into the country's development and contribute to the great rejuvenation of the Chinese nations. Kevin Young, the Secretary for Cultural, Sports, and Tourism, said it was imperative to, understood, to understand the content of the 20th National Congress meeting. As the Special Minister of Regions Cult- Secretary for Culture, Sports, and Tourism, I was particularly thrilled that, that, she, that General Secretary Xi Jinping pointed out the need for the country to adhere to the development path of socialist culture with Chinese characteristics and tell good stories about China during the road. Wow, bootlicker. <laughs> Lawmakers from the Democratic Alliance for the Betterment and Progress of Hong Kong, or DAB, Hong Kong's biggest pro-Beijing party, held a press conference in response to Xi's speech on Sunday afternoon. Starry Lee, the chairperson of the DAB, said holding the said the holding of the 20th National Congress was a historic milestone that marked the country's new journey and new chapter. Hong Kong's sole self-proclaimed non-postdoctoral lawmakers, Dick Tiyun, also referenced Xi's address. The country's future planning and Hong Kong's are closely related. As Chairperson Xi said, Hong Kong needs to bring into play the advantages of the one country, two system framework, strengthening its standing as an international hub, and promote the development of people's livelihood, the economy, and politics he wrote. However, NGO Amnesty International said in a, sun, in a Saturday press release that Xi's leadership poses as a threat to human rights at home and abroad. President Xi, de- um, decades in power, has been characterized by sweeping arbitrary detentions, a ruthless nationwide crackdown on freedom of expression and associations, crimes against humanities against Muslims in the Xinjiang region, and dramatic escalations of oppressions in Hong Kong. And as Chinese activists, human rights lawyers, independent journalists, and other human rights defenders brace themselves for more than of the same or worse, worse, the international community must redouble efforts to ensure the next five years are different. There can be no excuses for, fa- for failing to hold chi- the Chinese authorities to account over atrocities committed in President Xi's name. I wonder if the Hong Kong government became of Beijing grafflers, which is what I think of. And one final thing on the first half. Qatar to host 2023's Asian Cup after China withdrew over COVID-19. World Cup host Qatar will stage the 2023 Asian Cup, the Asian Football Confederation said on Monday after China withdrew earlier this year because of COVID. China pulled in May because of its zero COVID policy, leaving leaving the AFC scrambled, scrambling to find a new host for its flagship men 24 football tournament. The tournament has been due to held in 10 Chinese cities from June 16th to July 16th next year. The AFC did not say it in a, state, in a statement when the Asian Cup would, take, would not take place, but Secretary General Winster, Winster, Winster 
John told AFP it would likely be in January 2024 because of the cool weather than Qatar at the time of the year. South Korea and Indonesia, Indonesia were the other two countries in, run, in the running after China would draw, but Qatar got the nod. The, Asi- the Asian Football Federal Confederation Executive Committee has con- to confirm the Qatar Football Association as the host association for the Asian what the A- for the Asian Asian Football Confederation Asian Cup 2023. The, Mal- the Malaysia's based AFC said in a statement. AFC President Sheikh Sheikh Salman bin Abraham Al Khalifa said Qatar is ready to put on the on the event despite the short lead to lead time to prepare. It will also host the World Cup starting next month. The AFC chief hailed Qatar assisting world class infrastructures and unrivaled hosting capabilities. Qatar capabilities and the track records in hosting major international sporting events and their meticulous attention to details are well admired throughout the globe, he said. I must also commend the AFC for showcasing utmost professionalism in conducting a fair and transparent expedited bidding process, and I thank all our commercial partners and sponsors for their patience during the, these unprecedented times. The AFC also said its executive committee has shortlist, shortlisted India and Saudi Arabia for the 2027 Asian Cup. And we'll talk more after the second half. Welcome back. Qatar has come has come under fire from human rights groups as the host of the World Cup over the c- country's treatment of migrant workers who built the tournament's venues. Qatar, however, has said it has in- undertaken reforms in its labor practices. <clears throat> the Asian Cup is staged every four years. Qatar won the tournament last edition in 2019, which was hosted by United Arab Emirates. Qatar hosted the 1988 and the 2011 editions. South Korea jointly, jointly held the men, men's 2002 World Cup with Japan, but has not staged the Asian Cup since 1960. Indonesia has held matches at the, 2007, at the 2007 Asian Cup along with Malaysia, Thailand, and Vietnam. Earlier this month, Indonesia was struck by a deadly football tragedy, tragedy that, beco- that has become one of the world's worst stadium disasters, with experts raising doubts about its capability to host major international events. The disaster in an overcrowded stadium in Malang and East, in East Java left 132 people dead and hundreds injured. I feel like giving them a chance would have been a great idea in my opinion. And that's what I expected. Mm, what else? I guess... Three for today? Actually, no, three would be great. Nine pled guilty to rioting during the Hong Kong anti-totalitarianism protests in 2019. Nine people had reversed course and pled guilty to rioting in September 2019, when Hong Kong was ra- was racked with months-long protests and unrest. A further two defendants, however, have maintained the police the police are not guilty over the alleged involvement in the global anti-totalitarianism rally near Admiralty on September on September 29th, 2019. From Gamang, Aoyong Chi King, Li Ta Hing, Cheng Hing Mang, Chan Sui Sen Chang Sui Fum, Yao Wai To, Lam Ho Ta Lam Ho Sang, Lam Yu Lam Yu Lam Yu Chen, 
Chedakchi and Chang Hoifung appeared at the district court on Monday. All of them faced one count of rioting. Fung and Chang Hoifung maintained their initial not guilty pleas while remaining while the remaining nine, including an emergency room doctor and a surveyor, pled decided to plead guilty right before the official trial. The twelve defendants in the case pled guilty in September, according to the witness. The prosecution alleged that on the di- on that day, protesters organized an unauthorized anti-totalitarianism totalitarianism rally against China's rule over Hong Kong, which which started in Causeway Bay and headed toward the government's headquarters near an Admiralty local media reported. Hundreds of demonstrators blocked up traffic along Harcourt Road, a major thoroughfare, in the afternoon, hurling petrol bombs and bricks at the police and government infrastructure, the prosecution said. Police attempted to disperse the crowd with a worry cannon and tear gas. During Monday's hearing, the court heard of the defense arrest, the prosecution said. All of the defendants were wearing dark color, dark colored clothing, while some were apprehended with protesting with protest gear such as goggles, respirators, and helmets. One was carrying a colonial-era flag, Hong Kong flag, and several were described as having resisted officers while being subdued. Judge Chung, convicted of nine who pled guilty, eight of them were reprimanded until the mediation hearing on November 25th. Academy of Performing Arts student Lam Yu Chun was granted bail so that he could attend his graduation on Thursday. He was required to return to court the next day and have his bail revoked. The trial, meanwhile, will continue on Tuesday. For the for the two defendants who pled not guilty, they were also granted bail. Almost 100 people were charged over the anti-totalitarianism protests. They have been had they have been divided in several cases. Some of the trials had concluded with defendants jailed up to five years for rioting and younger ones sentenced to a training center. Once you force them in the way, that's the only way you can deal with these governments, you know. That's how, that's what happens. UK lawmakers want investigation after Hong Kong's protesters beaten up at Manchester's Chinese consulate. They, um, British, is there also a report as well? Well, that's BBC anyway. Come on. British lawmakers have urged an investigation after a Hong Kong protester was dragged into the into the Chinese consulate's ground in Manchester and beaten up on Sunday as a major Communist Party Congress began in Beijing. A Hong Kong man protesting peacefully outside the Chinese consulate in the northern city was dragged into the premises by an unidentified man who came out to the consulate. The BBC reported, the protesters escaped with the help of the police and other protesters. According to a video circulating on social media, a man kicked down protest signs erected outside the consulate read, made a higher power destroy the Communist Party, screwed celebrations before returning to the compound. Additionally, flags that read Hong Kong Depends and Liberate Hong Kong Revolution of Our Times were displayed outside the consulate. The latter was a popular refrain, f- refrain during the protest and un- and unrest in 2019 and has been has been ruled to to be capable of inciting others to commit successions footage when the bbc showed a picture of chinese leader xi jinping with a noose around his neck was displayed too 
Some of the men could be seen, who could be seen punching and kicking the protesters inside the consulate grounds, were wearing protective gear such as helmets and vests. The man who was beaten up, who identified himself as Bob, told the BBC that the incident was ridiculous. Your so-called government, Hong Kong government, said that we are rioters. Although some part they said, some part of the translation said thugs. But now, your government, your government, Chinese people, what are you? What are they doing? Who is who is really the rioter here? Told Bob. Bob told the BBC. British members of parliament, including former Conservative leader Ian Duncan Smith, as well as Catherine West and Alicia Kearns urges the Foreign Office and the Home Secretary to investigate the incident. The CCP will not import the beatings of protesters and denial of free speech to the to British streets, Kern posted on a Twitter read. Chinese ambassadors should be summoned, and if any official had beaten protesters, they must be expelled or persecuted. The consulate, the Chinese consulate in response to the BBC criticized the protesters as a small bunch of Hong Kong independence act advocates. It said that no consulate would tolerate people displaying images that insult she. Here's the thing. You live in Britain. They have the rights to put up wherever they want. You can't stop them. This would be intolerable and acceptable for any diplomatic and consular missions of any country. Therefore, we condemn this deplorable act with strong indignation and and firm opposition the consulate told the BBC. The pro-Beijing protesters have often wielded effigies of foreign leaders that oversees consulates in Hong Kong. The Greater Manchester Police told the BBC that there were ongoing inquiries over the incident. <laughs> really? How, why haven't they gotten rid of the consulate already? That would been great if they got rid of the consulate. One final news for today. Hong Kong's food panda delivery workers striked over cuts to their earnings. We talked about food panda before, and it still happens. I can't believe they haven't stopped this from happening. Workers for food delivery platform Food Panda have gone on a strike in Hong Kong over recent cuts to their income after the company introduced a new ways of calculating earnings. The actions which saw riders refusing to accept orders began on Saturday evening. And continued through Sunday, workers involved said they would not accept orders for Panamart, the delivery platform's um, grocery service, from Monday to Friday, and would strike again next weekend if food delivery refused to negotiate. Workers who participate in the strike said their income has been reduced after the company introduced a new distance calculations method about two weeks ago in a, state, in a statement. Food Panda said that the new mechanism directly addresses f- earlier feedback from the delivery fleet and it was not launched with the intention to reduce overall service fees. The new s- systems, which uses Google Maps data to determine the actual distance covered by a, ri- by a rider instead of the, lin- of the linear de- delivery distance, was part of the company's promised changes after 300 delivery workers went on strike in November last year. On Saturday night, Around 50 food panda workers met the press outside the outside Panama in Kowloon Bay, speaking on behalf of the group. A delivery worker who gave his name as Boss told reporters that their income was now at least 3% lower than their average wage a year ago. According to Boss, delivery workers in most areas participate in the in the strike, 
there would be there would certainly not be less than one thousand participants. He said. However, he said he said he could not provide reports with exact numbers for fear of retaliation from the company. We understand, we understand that businesses in Hong Kong can operate freely. They should not be interfered with and should be making money, but not exploiting us, boss said. Another delivery worker, Ahmad, added that the company said last November it would introduce the new distance calculations method within six months. But in the end, it took almost 11 months. The system was launched on September 29th. After the launch, Ahmad said that the company immediately lowered the distance components of the wages. We were forced to go. F- we were forced to go very far for much less money. He said. Workers taking part in the strike raised a total of ten demands. Apart from wage adjustments, Food Panda was also asked to allow fleet work, um, fleet members to freely reject or pass over orders, improve insurances, compensate workers for the time spent. For the time spent waiting for orders to be prepared and offer bonuses for orders delivered in extreme weather. On Sunday evening, the group met with the press in Tin Mon and announced they would continue their industrial actions by boycotting all Panama's order across the city from Monday to Friday. The workers said they were planning on striking again over the coming weekends or until the company was willing to negotiate. In response to the company's to the workers' actions, Foodpanda sent a statement on Saturday night that it had addressed that all fifty demands raised during the last year's strike. We understand couriers cons- concerned about their income, but none of our initiatives were launched with the intention to reduce overall services fees. The statement read. According to the delivery platforms, Foodpanda invested seventeen percent more than into distance service fees since the new calculations method was introduced. It added that the, that the delivery fleet on average received higher services fees for all vehicle types and all zones. The statement also said that Food Panda's operations team had visited 20 zones in person to collect feedback from delivery workers, but were disappointed to see only a few couriers join the session. In addition, the company said face-to-face meetings with, the, with its fleet were held weekly at its at its uh, writer hub in Tim The company also told Hong Kong Free Press that the minimum base compensation components for fleet members have remained unchanged since last November. However, after the introduction of the new system, the company noticed that there were some adjustments that still needed to be further optimized. I wonder how much they can optimize and how much they can change it. Hopefully the party, I think, I'm expecting they're going to be lowering their wages even more, just for the sake of themselves. Thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoy this podcast, make sure to tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. And it, and as you may know, most of this um, reporting came from Hong Kong Free Press. They don't come from me, they come from Hong Kong Free Press. So if you guys want to check out, you guys can check them out. It is a a pretty good news site for you to look at. And and thank you for tuning in, guys. And we'll talk more next time. This is Team Cano, my radio, signing out. And wish you guys have a great day. Cano, my radio. It's on on every Monday.
and every Friday. And host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.